0: 13, past 10, let's shift. Last week, Friday, the Constitutional Court handed down judgment in a case where the applicant um, lived together with the deceased in a romantic relationship. The man uh, who passed away nominated his mom as the only heir to his estate. He died two months before they were to start Lobola negotiations. The conclusion of the matter is that the court said that permanent life Partnerships were a legitimate family structure and deserving of respect and entitled to legal protection what lessons do we learn from this and what does it mean for those in these same types of relationships and our situations to understand we're joined on the line by Caleb McKellar who's a partner at uh, Bata McKellar attorneys in Johannesburg Caleb thank you uh, so much for your time this morning and good morning what was at issue in this case
1: Firstly, good morning, KG, and good morning to your listeners. Um, I would like to just say that we have some good news for them right now with this case. <laughs> so we can share it and appreciate it. But essentially what this, this case was looking to discuss is two acts, two pieces of legislation in South Africa. The first being the Intestate Succession Act, and that deals with estates where the deceased did not leave a will. So it's very important to make that distinction that there's no will That is left when we are dealing with interstate succession and the second piece of legislation that we were dealing with in the case was the maintenance of surviving spouses act so essentially what the case was trying to decide is who is a spouse under those two acts and could a spouse be someone who is a surviving life partner because obviously before the case was decided a spouse under those two acts, was only a married spouse, mm. someone that was in a married relationship. <clears throat> so essentially what the the Constitutional Court has done, which is what they normally will do, is they have decided that the definition of a spouse or surviving spouse under the two acts can include a permanent life partner where the partnership and the two persons in that partnership Undertook reciprocal duties of support, and in circumstances where the surviving partner did not receive an equitable share, the deceased partner's estate. Now, the Constitutional Court has given Parliament 18 months to rectify the two pieces of legislation, um, and we will definitely get more clarity from the next 18 months as to what exactly are reciprocal duties of support. What do those look like in reality?
2: Oh.
1: And also, what it, does it mean for an equitable share of the deceased partner's estate? What is that in oh. monetary value or oh. percentage of the deceased estate's value? We need to understand those realities because at the moment it's not exactly quite clear.
0: Yeah. But do we also need to understand the definition of what life partner may mean? Um, Absolutely. And, and, and I suppose I ask that, for example, uh, based on the fact that uh, the the person who was at issue here had died. Because you can be with somebody uh, for a three-year period and, for example, they pass uh, at the end of a, a, a three-year period. Somebody can subjectively say, no, three years is not a long time. But somebody says, no, it, it's, it was long enough. Uh, they gave them the care that they needed the love that they needed, the support that they needed. So how do we define then a long-term partnership? A partnership
1: Without a doubt, it's going to be something we have to consider. And in addition to that, we're going to have to consider um, polygamous um, relationships and marriages in South African law. Um, we know that culturally it is something that uh, does happen and has been recognized prior mm. in the law. But what does it mean now? What does it mean when someone has been in a loving marriage for many years and then is waiting on a divorce and, you know, due to the length of the litigation, perhaps, and start up a new partnership with the person?
2: Yeah.
1: Um, but very importantly, if, if listeners are concerned, it's to stress the importance that it's only in cases where there's no will that has been left. So if a, a person is close on their deathbed or is wanting to put their affairs in order, if there's a will in place, then this judgment will have no implication on on them, per se, because they, they will have stipulated in their will exactly how their dis- estate was to devolve on death. Interstate succession, which is the act in question, one of the acts in question, is particularly for circumstances where the person that has provisions of the act, which is different for each case, so we won't necessarily discuss it now. Mm. Um, but I agree with you that I myself, even as a practicing lawyer, someone still studying the judgment, I'm concerned that permanent life partnership isn't defined in South African law. And you know there has been cases in the past which have made provision for these acts to apply to same-sex marriages, and they've been very clear in circumstances when a civil union takes place as opposed to a marriage but now we left a little bit in the dark perhaps um Mm -hmm. and that is why although not to confuse listeners the judgment was and does stand as it is but there were some judges in the constitutional court that gave differing opinions as they're entitled to do that differed with the majority judgment and raised these exact concerns we are discussing now um and, and called for more clarity
0: so in in essence the majority of the judges um um at the at the constitutional court uh, felt that uh, th- this lady uh, this th- this specific will has to be overturned where this gentleman had left everything is in his estate to his mom and uh, you know wh- wh- in relation to her uh, what happens in terms of uh, what she ultimately did get seeing that the original will uh, had said that she's entitled to nothing his mom is entitled to everything so
1: mean the Key factor there in this case was that his mother had already passed, oh. um, to the best of my knowledge, and therefore the estate was um, to be devolved intestate, um, and that, that is why because interstate succession will devolve the, the assets of the deceased mm. firstly to their spouse, if they do not have a spouse, to their descendants, which is normally children, um, and if they are children and a surviving spouse, then the surviving spouse gets what's known as a, a child's portion. So very basic if they're a very basic example, if there were two children, for example, then the state would be divided by three, being mm. the surviving spouse and then the two children. But there gets <laughs> interstate succession is a very complex part of law because they can often be um, you know, inherited children or children from a previous marriage, for example, or More than one surviving spouse, maybe.
2: Mm. So
1: the examples are endless. um, But for the purposes of now, the estate was going to devolve interstate, to the best of my knowledge, as the mother of the deceased had passed. And that is why the application was brought, as the applicant wanted to be considered, in terms of the Interstate Succession Act, as the surviving spouse, due to the fact that there was a permanent life partnership yeah although no marriage had been um, had been confirmed but there was a and marriage is,
0: pending in this specific case because he was meant to correct. pay lobola for her
1: absolutely so there was and that is why the court in considering the the legislation and con- in conjunction with the constitution which is why it went to the constitutional court wanted to decide what would be fair and equitable for a person in that position and Although the judgment doesn't provide the clarity that we need, we didn't expect it to because we, as we discussed, the constitutional court has said that the parliament must provide that clarity, which is always the case in these yeah. circumstances. Is it a?
0: is it a demand of 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 the of uh you know uh the courts judgment that a marriage be pending uh when the definition of a long term relationship uh is given consideration because somebody can say uh, we were together for 10 years but i had no intention of marrying you uh, it was nice <laughs> we were hanging <laughs> we were hanging out
1: yeah so i mean they have given clues as to what they would want Parliament to consider, and we discussed those earlier, that being the reciprocal duties of support. And then also whether or not they've left an equitable share in the deceased partners of state. So the reciprocal duties of support, those are going to be quite interesting in my mind to mm. discern and how Parliament, because sometimes, and not always the case, but sometimes one partner, be it the man or, or the woman, or in a same-sex partnership, one partner there is, Many of the duties of support, mm. um, potentially the financial duties of support, the, potentially the other partner bears, uh, uh, child um, rearing and child care mm. duty of support. So there are going to be, uh, I, unfortunately, we'll see a lot of um, issues that need to be decided. But the court did say that in these 18-month period that the Parliament has been given to cure the unconstitutional provisions of the acts, that any estate that is wound up, um, according with the, the old provisions, won't be overturned. So essentially that the mm. you know, invalidity of the provisions will only take place on the elapse of the 18th month period. So what that means is the declaration of invalidity was suspended for 18 months. To afford Parliament opportunity to cure the constitutional defect. And therefore, in the interim period, um, there will be no confusion with masters and lining up of the states. Yeah. Everything will continue as normal.
0: Wow. So, if you're in what you consider a long-term relationship, and, and 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 this sort of hits home for you, and you have a question, perhaps for Caleb, uh, before we um, uh, round off our conversation with him, please call us on 0117142006 uh, to uh, ask uh, your question. Relationships are complicated already, uh, you know, uh, but uh, if you feel you can resonate uh, with what's being discussed here, or you can send us a voice note on. Uh, 061-410-4107. In fact, we do have a voice note question for Caleb.
2: Perfect. Hi, KG, it's Colin Chitsungo here in Peter Marysburg. Uh, What is the difference between cohabiting and life partnership? Uh, if some people are cohabiting, are they going to be considered as life partners? Thank you.
0: Yeah, there we go cohabiting life partnerships. So you can cohabit with somebody you don't consider a life partner. <laughs> That's fascinating to me. So, yeah?
1: Yeah, okay. Gee. I think, um, you know, like the judgment has, has said, the cohabitation is normally enforced by a cohabitation agreement, Okay. Now, what is contained in that agreement? What is contained in that agreement is an allocation of duties of support. Um, you stipulate in that agreement that the husband or wife or same-sex partners, this person, partner X, will pay rent, partner Y will take care of maybe the electricity or the food, the food bills, or whatever it might be.
0: Does that have to be written, by the way, a cohabitation agreement?
1: Cohabitation agreements um, are normally written but very... Um, common, there can be verbal agreements. Okay. Verbal agreements are binding in South African law. Okay, but obviously, you know, when the the purpose of a cohabitation agreement is to set out guidelines for what will happen when the partnership dissolves potentially, or one of the partners passes away. Mm. Um, and in those circumstances, unfortunately, person do the people do decide to dispute the facts. And dispute what was agreed upon between the two partners, and that is why we recommend that it is um, written down. And then your listeners can get those do- those templates online for free. Very, if they just Google it, they'll find some examples. Um, but in in those circumstances, cohabitation agreement, it would meet the definition of um, this fa- the permanent life partnership in terms of the the judgment, because what do we have? We have partners who have agreed or undertook reciprocal duties of support mm. and they are, are co-ha- cohabiting they're living together so maybe the one partner's intention was that it's not permanent
0: yeah because you is never that stipulated
1: know in the agreement <laughs> is that stipulated in the agreement maybe it's not maybe the other partner's idea of permanent and the permanent no one knows unfortunately it's subjective um, when our time comes yeah
2: exactly
0: Sure. We have, a, we, we have another voice note question, uh, Caleb.
2: Perfect. The guy, uh, is this a thing only one side or both sides? For instance, if I'm in, la, I'm in a relationship with the lady, as I, I am a man, and then that lady, she die, am I entitled to what's so-called Ilifalake? Yeah. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Ilifalake is obviously her state. Uh, so, it, mm. yeah, I'm, I'm sure you understood everything else except that. Yes, yeah,
2: perfect. Mm. Thanks for that,
1: Keiji. Mm. So the uh, the surviving spouse can be a man or woman. Mm. So in terms of the Interstate Succession Act, it doesn't define whether the spouse <clears throat> that passes is a, ma- a male or female. It just says that the surviving spouse. So it, it doesn't matter what sex the particular surviving spouse is. When it comes to the maintenance, the maintenance of surviving spouses, um, yes, the man can claim from the estate of the of the of the female if she has passed. But as with any maintenance claim, there are certain requirements that will be looked at, and those requirements normally, in in layman's terms, will come down to. What was the relationship like when the two were living together? Who was responsible for paying maintenance? What were their financial means to pay those maintenances? Mm. And um, in the surviving estate, is there enough funds to continue that particular lifestyle perhaps once? all the beneficiaries have been paid.
0: But in equal measure, If if uh, does this also mean that um, if you inherit the estate and actually the estate is in arrears, you inherit those uh, arrears or debts or whatever the estate comes with?
1: Well, now, I mean, that would depend a lot upon what sort of funds are in the estate and mm. the debt of the estate, and also potentially what sort of agreements were entered into and how that debt has arisen so uh, hesitant to answer that question because it's, it's it's unique in each case yeah um, but obviously in a state is wound up by the master and, and the master will make those determinations and speaking of the master of the High Court will make those determinations um, before winding up in a state but it's it's not very common that you know a, a large amount of debt is then piled upon um, oh. a surviving spouse.
0: yeah yeah Nati in uh has a question for you, Caleb. Good morning, Nati. Mm. Welcome. I'm well. I don't know why I can't hear you. Hi, Nati.
2: Yes, yes. Can you hear me now? I can
0: hear you now. Hi, Nati.
2: Oh, yes. Hello. How are you, your guest?
0: Oh, we're good. Thank you.
2: Thank you. Uh, Hi, my, question, yes, my question is just uh, simple. Uh, I just want to know if it's a woman who approached me or initiated the relationship, and then I went to stay with, uh, with her for six months. What happened uh, after, uh, maybe even if we were, she was about to uh, marry me as a, a man? You see, there, 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 there are circumstances, those are like that, when a woman comes and approaches you. So I want to know how the law uh, deals with that if we uh, were about to get marriage or even the law speeches mm, then the, the lady passes away. What's the law? Hmm.
0: I think that, that that's the same answer that uh, you gave earlier, that it applies whether it's male or female, right, Caleb?
2: Correct,
1: yes, it will apply. Either way, um, it will apply. So you would be able to claim potentially, under the once the Act is amended, you could potentially be able to claim as a surviving spouse. But that, again, assumes that the person that has passed away has not left a will. Um, so you would have to confirm that, because if that person has left a will and they've left their estate to perhaps their children or their parents or mm. another family member, then, unfortunately, the Interstate Succession Act will not apply. We,
2: we might be able if we uh, were maybe seven months in a relationship, uh, and I stay with her, will I be able to get uh, some of her stuff that belongs to her? Uh, will I be able to get something from her?
1: If she hasn't left a wall, if there's no wall that's been left, there's a potential that you could could claim, but only once the act has been amended. And then once the act has been amended, we would have to see exactly what Parliament has said. They might put a time requirement, although I doubt they would, but it's, it's, it's likely that they would put it some sort of time requirement on the relationship or potentially certain other requirements. Um, maybe that, like you said, labour negotiations have begun or an engagement had been um, made or entered into or something along those lines.
0: I mm-hmm. um, uh- Uh, The question comes up again about our understanding or your interpretation of a lifetime partnership. How long, according to the Constitutional Court, uh, is a lifetime partnership? Is it three months? Is it a year? Is it 10 years? Is it 20 years? What is lifetime?
2: Mm.
1: So, unfortunately, I don't have the answer to that question, and I don't think the court was willing to give us an answer. Because each relationship operates on different premises and different timelines, we all know that certain certain individuals get married sooner than others, and um, move in together sooner than others. So, really, what the courts was guiding us with is to say what reciprocal duties of support have those particular individuals taken up, mm. and normally, reciprocal duties of support are founded upon persons either residing together or planning to reside together or supporting one another in some ways.
0: Mm.
1: So that's the, that's our guiding principle in a way.
0: So there has so to be, that, be some sort of material support.
1: Well, it says reciprocal duties of support. Now, support could be, one could argue, um, purely financial. Mm. It could also be care and contact if there are perhaps other family members that need to be cared for Mm. Um, it could also be a provision potentially of security um, partners looked at to provide security for the family or financial support or care for family members so there's not a limit yet on what type of support would need to be offered because it would be unfair to limit it purely to financial support because that would undermine the, the role played by a partner that's potentially staying at home and caring for the household and um, maybe even pets or children or other family members that need taking care of.
0: Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay. So now we wait for Parliament uh, to uh, uh, to to do what?
1: So Parliament, when they are instructed by the court to amend legislation, the court guides them and says this particular provision of an act needs to be amended. So we know what those provisions are. Mm. Um, we've got the guidance. It's just the definition of spouse and the definition of marriage, and the two acts that we've discussed.
2: Mm.
1: We know also that <clears throat> uh, the court has suggested uh, what sort of change should be included. So what should be included in the new definition that Parliament makes. And mm-hmm. the court has said you need to include a permanent life partnership in the definition of marriage and spouse. Now, again, you and I, KG, okay, the question arises, what is a permanent life partnership? So, mm-hmm. potentially, Parliament could, because normally in legislation they define particular terms and give it the definition. I'm not sure yet, but we'll see if... And the bills will come out, which is the draft versions of the legislation... They might include a definition of a life partnership, or or guidance as to what it exactly means legally, Mm. Um, and then we'll we'll know better. So we're perhaps perhaps our best place to reconvene our discussion closer to the time, um, as to when the 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 new amendments to the acts are, are made available for public comment by Parliament.
0: Yeah, but either way, it's a, uh, um, it's, a, it's a big deal for those people who find themselves in similar type relationships.
1: Absolutely, and it's a it's a wake-up call in my mind for persons who are perhaps cohabiting and and considering the fact that they aren't married to be, uh, you know, uh, yeah. having major legal implications. Now the court's saying, well, In fact, it's not. We're looking to care for and respect the rights of both persons, both parties. And if one party perhaps is unwilling to to get married, um, that shouldn't provide no protection for the surviving spouse.
0: Fascinating. So, uh, some people are asking for your <laughs> for your contacts, uh, Caleb, because, like I say, the relationship space is a hard one to navigate <laughs> uh, for everybody. So, <clears throat> at uh, Caleb Mckellar, at uh, sorry, at uh, Butter Mckellar Attorneys in Johannesburg, are there contacts uh, for you for for you?
1: Yes, definitely. I mean, the, your listeners can reach. I'm I'm happy to take calls from your listeners and engage with them so they can reach me directly.
0: Okay, give, give, maybe maybe yeah. give, maybe give us an email address. Fantastic. Because because I'm telling you if you re, if you give us your cell phone number you're not sleeping today.
1: No, <laughs> I was going to give an the office line but I okay. I agree I'll, and I'll, office, give the, I'll give the I'll give an email address
0: be, Okay, an uh, office line is also good so you can do both office line and email address.
1: <laughs> okay, so the the email is Caleb Yes. C A L E B X. Yes. yes. Barter uh, McKellar.
0: B A R T E R M C K E L L A R. Perfect. Yeah?
1: Dot Law. Dot Law? Correct.
0: Okay, that's it?
1: Yes, and that can be found on the our email, our website.
0: Okay. And your website is? Bartamakella.
1: Dot Law. Dot law. Correct.
0: Yes. Fantastic. Thank you so much.
1: Thanks so much, Keiji. Have a
0: great day. Thank you. Uh, so I, I think uh, go to their website, McKellar dot Law, uh, if uh, you want uh, to, uh, you know, <laughs> to, uh, if you're in, particularly if you're cohabiting, uh, if you're together. In that way, with somebody, uh, go read and, and understand, or go educate yourself and talk to them. Here's a uh, msaki with black coffee.
2: You are listening to KG Muekeeti on SFM.